1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. <sighs> At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, the Wall 77 Club, everywhere else. Subscribe. Excellent. And Dan Bose is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hi, everybody. I will apologise for my internet. It's poor <laughs> and so am I, apparently, because I'm with the utility warehouse, so I must, I must work harder um, or get my father-in-law to pay for me. Anyway, let's start episode 170. Uh, on a pretty sombre note, actually, um, passing of Ron Flowers, there will be, before the West Ham game, a tribute, where, so like an act of remembrance, which supporters are invited to attend. It's between 12 and 2 on Saturday in the build-up to the game at Molyneux. So it's at St. Peter's Church in Wolverhampton, will open his doors, allowing supporters to pay their respects by lighting candles and taking a moment to reflect. So, I mean, pretty much well before our time and probably before the time of a, a lot of people. But Harry, I think he's held in quite high regard, obviously got his um, World Cup winner's medal eventually. And uh, Bayliss, I think you found some programmes 
with his name in them. Yeah, potentially. I was back home the other weekend and went through. How many programs do you go through? Looking like, did I? Was it that day that I found those particular oh, programs? But I think it's, it's a World fa- Cup, one, World Cup final one, and and um, one against somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, he's just got thousands of programs for some reason. Um, they are pretty cool, in all fairness. Um, so I think we got a World Cup '66, which he's named in, but he didn't play. What was no. that story about Flowers? By this, he said he was on the bench or something. He could have been the yeah. Well, the bench. apparently Cholton, Jack Cholton wasn't fit, and then eventually was. Yeah, he was ill. And and then last minute was, and it would have been Ron Flowers instead. Rest in peace. No Thanks. Point. And so uh, do go along if you want to go to that. Uh, but let's turn our attention to the football. Seems like a million years ago, Harry. Uh, probably seems even longer for you because it was your 30th birthday as well. So I imagine you might have had a couple of drinks on there. Um, the speech was hilarious. So well done on that. Um, I couldn't make it. Going to see the Only Falls and Horses musical in London. So um, you sat in the hotel room with a bath in the middle of the room, weirdly. Um, just enjoying <laughs> the first The first half was all right. But I mean... It, it was one of those where, you know, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I don't know if anyone's going to get on the bandwagon yet. Tactically, Vieira did Bruno, in my opinion. Yeah, it was so strange because exactly the same team as we, our starting eleven was the same that we started against Everton, where we went flying out the blocks and attacked and was on the front foot. But we decided, whether it was the tactics or whether, because Palace were pressing us so well, we decided to sit back, didn't we, and just try and contain them. Throughout the whole game, near enough, we hardly had a sniff. I mean, I come out of the game just really praising Palace. To be honest, I think they got it spot on. They worked hard, and I think the the fact they drew six games just kind of like made me underestimate them a bit. Like I hadn't, I've only seen them a couple of times, and because they drew loads, I thought we had a chance. But they were by far the better team, and they deserved to win. They they they, they scored us a bit, in my opinion. Uh, Bayless, for you, it would probably have been one of the closest games. To get to potentially, but obviously, we're going to say Harry's birthday party and stuff. Um, what was it like from your angle? Before you say that, actually, have you managed to get two tickets for Norwich? <laughs> have you managed to get two tickets for Norwich City away? Um, they arrived today. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. for people who listened to the last episode, if Bayliss could find two tickets to Norwich away, he was never allowed to mention Nelson Semedo ever again. <laughs> so, I mean, the the listenership is going to obviously go through the roof from from now on. Um, so, from your point of view, looking at the ten players that you're allowed to pick from here, um, who who were the problem? I thought that Wolves set up to do a normal Wolves job. Stay tight for the first 45 minutes and then try and have a go in the second half and pitch one about 70, 75 minutes like we normally do. And then we just didn't try anything in the second half. It was weird. We just created absolutely nothing. So a lot of them, to be perfectly honest, it was it just wasn't a good enough performance all round. I don't think you can you can't give a man of the match and you certainly can't pick anyone out for being that bad because you just didn't do anything. Right? But you definitely can't because you're banned. <laughs> we just went out it's it was a bit of a new knowing, to be honest. We went out to win a game nil-nil and lost two-nil. Yeah. So, I mean, Jack, have you ever tried to win a game nil-nil? Um, no, but then then I'm about as good as San Marino at football. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with Dan, really. I'm loving the fact that for their first goal, the Zaha one, which was uh, eventually called onside, that Semedo tries to clear it and just hits it straight. Oh, no. I was going to mention We're just like, slagging off for you this week, Bayless. We're just slagging off for you. Just, uh, just, just the irony. He swung his leg at it, didn't he? 
But I agree. We're just like out of ideas. And I think Palace, fair play to them. They were better than us in every department. And I wasn't really expecting it. But then, like Harry, maybe I was underestimating them a little bit. But it just didn't seem the sort of game. The front three did nothing. It kind of seemed like a Trora game, not a Trincao game. And what did we actually create? Nothing Nothing. really, apart from we had a penalty given, which wasn't a penalty and rightly got turned around. And apart from that, it's just they were much better than us. And, you know, the players that they had on the pitch, um, Zaha causes problems. Gallagher was obviously brilliant, uh, that young lad. And it was just got got to about, you know, 55, 60 minutes. And you're thinking they've had a couple of chances here. We need to be careful. It looks like we're playing for nil-nil. And then they scored. And it was like game over in my eyes. We just didn't look like scoring. So no complaints, but it's just a... It's just a weird one. I hope it's kind of like the Brentford, like a freak result rather than rather than a sign of things to come because um, that would be disappointing because expectation after the Everton game was really sky high because you couldn't really fault anybody. But maybe it's the tactics, Sam. Maybe you're right. Um, Harry, you've got to say maybe that it's, a, it's the left-hand side that proved a little bit of a problem. Um, you know, um, Palace's goals coming from their right-hand side through Zaha and Gallagher as well. Um what, what, but what do you do? I mean, what, what sort of yeah. changes could he have made in the lead-up to that? I don't know, but talking of changes, though, one thing that has just sprung to my mind, because I think it's two weeks ago now, wasn't it? So he was the subs, man. He brought Traore on right wing back and like brought Pedence <laughs> on in, uh, for one of the front three. I forget now, but he should have brought Traore on for Huang. Why he took, obviously, the god Samedo off, I don't know. No, I'm joking. But weird, putting Traore right wing back, and I agree. I think Traore should have started. Although, in saying that, I remember thinking the pitch was tiny. And obviously, Palace pressed us like mad. So I don't know if there'd have been that much space in behind for Traore to run into. I don't know. Maybe that's what Bruno was thinking. But Trinkau did absolutely nothing. But nor did Huang. Raul was just on his own all game. Just tactically wrong. We, I say we should have just gone at them and been positive. But I think because of the way Palace come at us and set up, I don't think they allowed it. And we also contained at the same time. So just a really bad day at the office. But I think Palace are a much better team than the table shows, to be honest. I was really impressed by them. That's all I kept thinking was... Fair play, Palace. Like you've just done us here, and they were good to watch. Uh, Bayless Somerset Wolf in the comments says, "Do you think when Nevers is not on the ball, we don't play well?" We just didn't play well in general, did we? I don't think Nevers is one to point out from that game. It was just crap. It was the Harry's right. They pressed us, and we've had that happen to us before. Brentford yeah. pressed us, and yeah. if we're going to be yeah. if we're going to be in trouble, every team every time a team just comes and steps up and presses the ball against us, it's going to be a long season. But that said, it's a it is a bit of a blip, and we did have a good run, albeit against the teams that are probably worse than us. I think West Ham well, is actually a good test for it. Like you can see whether Wolves are actually going to try and play some football, or whether we're going to go back towards this Nuno ball way of things. All the naysayers were coming out, weren't they? Jack saying this is sort of always going to happen. It was a long time coming. The performances haven't really uh, been there overall over the last couple of games. We've sort of scraped through by the old gold. Would you, is that something that you agree with or do you think that's a little bit negative? I mean, it was taken from Wolves' Twitter, so we'll, we'll take a little pinch of salt. <laughs> not, not off the back of the Everton result because it looked like we were back to our best. Right, granted, you can hmm. say about Everton's injuries where Everton having an off day, uh, but I don't... The performances definitely have been mixed. You can't say they haven't been mixed and sometimes we're against teams... We seem to have overperformed and not got the results, and, and vice versa. So, I, I don't know really. It's uh, I'm hoping, like I say, it's just we've had a good run after the Brentford game, and I'm hoping we'll go on and do the same now because West Ham's obviously a difficult game, but there's some all right fixtures after that. Um, but but we'll see. Really, I'm just mainly glad that I didn't have to go because Dan and I watched <laughs> it together, and it was it was a tough watch, particularly second half. I mean, the first half wasn't entertaining at all. The whole game, none of it was good, and I said Palace completely deserved their victory, but. 
yeah, I'm just glad that uh, we didn't have to go to can I, um, and watch it, really. Can I just say, I'm never going to be religious again because I did say on last week's podcast or two weeks ago, if there is a God, Wolves will win 4-1. So I've confirmed there is well, no God. Well, that's confirmed it. Well, there you go. That's put a, thousands of years of questions to bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so we've spoken about one guy that we think should have started in, in Traore, potentially. Bayliss, is another one Bolly? No. Are you dancing? Think... Are you having a little dance? <laughs> I just, I'm, right. just, I'm, just, I'm just working it out in my head. I don't think we defended too badly on the whole against Lost Palace. Didn't defend that badly on the whole. There was a game of we contained their chances, but they're inevitably going to get through eventually. I mean... The first one is two mistakes, isn't it, really, when you think about it? And the second one's a bit of a deflection where we should have been clearing our lines quicker. It's not... Mm. Um, they weren't selectively the back, the centre-backs causing issues for them to score their goals. I mean... <sighs> Sorry, Sace got I watched, Okay, right. Goal. I'm not going to mention Me. any names, but I saw a video <laughs> in the week. I saw a video in the week where, I a, saw ball this. Came, where a ball I came saw across this. a certain player yeah. Will remain nameless. They're right back with about <laughs> six and a half acres of space, and he stuck it halfway up the stand. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. He did that as yeah. soon as When there's like, a bit oh. more pressure, he kicked it straight in the air. So, <laughs> must have been when he was he playing for Portugal at international level at that one. I don't know. No idea. I just saw this video. It's the YouTube. Let's, let's just bring it off him because Sace had a lot of stick after the game because yeah. Gallagher did glide past him like a a pasta bake. I, don't know I thought Gallagher was good. <laughs> But, like, you know, that's not an analogy. But, yes. Yeah, Isn't it not? The weakest, <laughs> yeah. But then it took a massive deflection off Cody as well, didn't it? So, yeah, I, I, that's why the Bolly question was brought up, wasn't it? People are like, look, Sace has done okay this season. He's been good at games. He's been poor in games. We know what he's like. He's got a mistake in him. Bring the big man Bolly back in. It's just the natural I love that. solution. I'm sorry, right. but I love that. You, you've used the, you've used the phrase "glide past." We played Palace. You could have said "eagle." It would have been perfect. <laughs> Pasta bake. Pasta bake. One player who was okay. Just come back to me. I thought Kilman did quite good against Sahar at times. I don't know if you remember watching. Shepherded him out a few times. Although Shepherd did get done for the goal. He did get done for the first goal, didn't he? But I don't think he was playing him on. It was Sace playing him on, wasn't it, or Cody? Zahar. He's proper shit out. He's a proper shit out Sahar, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh yeah. How does that sort of set up the next game? I and mean, we're obviously going to talk about West Ham um, after we talk about England. But it, 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 are there cracks starting to appear, do you reckon, Jack? Do you think these little... I mean, I know Bailey said it wasn't really a, an overall bad defensive performance, but is it something that you go, actually, that there's a little bit of a theme now of where these silly mistakes are leading to goals? No, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think there's any need to panic, really. Um, like I said last time, after we had a bad result, we responded well. And overall, yeah, the defence hasn't really been the problem. I know often we call uh, players out like Samedo. Cody gets a lot of stick and arguably Cody played Zaha on side, even though probably half the other backline did as well for his goal. But no, I'm not worried about it. And it's all about how we've responded. It's the Premier League and teams that, you know, you think you should be able to get a result against even, you know, Palace are better than you think. And it's, it's a very tough league and you're going to lose games against teams that are below you and, and you're going to beat teams that are above you. So, no, not worried at all yet. Let's see what happens against West Ham. But that's going to be one hell of a tough game. Harry? 
Uh, cracks starting to appear. I, uh, what I will say, I know we're going to talk about West Ham. I am shitting myself for West Ham. And <laughs> I did say last week, the Leeds and Everton games, both of those had about four or five injuries to key players. So did that help us a little bit? But I, mm. I'm con- I'm still content with how we're doing. But I do want to see slight changes like bring Bolly in, maybe start Traore. But I've, it's got to be something to do with the contract situation. It's got to be something to do with going in January yeah. for me. It's, it's no, There's no way... He's not starting because for any of you know because if there was no issues he'd be in, so yeah maybe in that in terms of that little cracks appearing with the Traore thing but we've got Neto to come back hopefully and I don't know I think we'll see major cracks if there are cracks open when we get to this mad December run coming up and maybe against West Ham because they're a great team because Bruno highlighted it, didn't he Bayless saying that you know we need to be picking up points now because the the run is tough and going into January as well, when you've then got FA Cup games, we've got obviously the African Cup of Nations to contend with as well. I know there's a couple of things in the comments saying, do you think it's a masterstroke that um, Bruno isn't playing volley, so he might not get picked for Ivory Coast? But I mean, my, my African football knowledge isn't brilliant, but I don't know how many class defenders the Ivory Coast have got where they wouldn't take Willy Bolly. What's the no. question? There was a question in there, I think. Bolly or...? <laughs> is, it, is it a masterclass that... Um, Bruno isn't playing volley so that he doesn't go to the African Cup of Nations. No. Because Robin Peters is a Paul, isn't it? Going to the bloody nations. Why would you yeah. drop uh, this? this is a better, a better thing, Ran. Apparently, Trincao might be going back to Barcelona. I saw that. Shabby wants him, isn't it? Yeah. So mm. maybe we need to keep Traore after all. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to, we will talk um, transfers a little bit later, but um, let's have a look at England. Bayliss was absolutely having kittens, weren't you? We talk about England, very anti-England at the moment for some reason. But we thought because Connor Cody had captained the country to a new record uh, in competitive international football, we thought we, we may as well talk about it. It's a bit of a damned if he does, damned if he doesn't situation, isn't it, for someone like Harry Kane or or anybody playing for England? Because if Harry Kane scores for Harry, the opposition is rubbish. And if he doesn't score for, then Harry Kane's rubbish. So firstly... What do you think about that? And secondly, should San Marino be playing in qualifiers for the European Championships? Uh, World uh, Cup firstly, Cup? Harry Kane's or a both. disgrace because he don't turn up for Spurs, but then he scores four against the bin men. That's uh, fine. Cody, like let's talk that. about Cody. It's a bloody Wolves podcast. Cody, uh, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he defended really well against San Marino. He didn't give him a sniff. So, um, so but fair play for him. Uh, it's a captain. <laughs> I'm joking, Bane. He's, <laughs> He's got the same colour as a shirt. I'm oh, joking. Obviously, he had nothing to do. And there's a status <laughs> that we haven't lost a game or something with him playing, but he has played yeah. against the pub teams. I, I put out on Twitter, when England plays San Marino, for the last 10 minutes, they should get a random fan out of the crowd and put him up front. That's a great idea. Us, just to give us some is... entertainment. And on San Marino, they should not be in this qualifying. They should be a pre-qualifier before they get a chance to play against England and that. Because let's be honest, one of us not could get a game for San Marino, and that's saying something. This is the pre qualifying Waste then. of time. Waste of time. This is the pre-qualifying, isn't it? No, it's qualifying. No, but yeah, exactly. I mean, like, no, it's qualifying, but I mean, the there, should be another, there should be another little round for all the shit. People in the last 50 or something in the rankings who've got a battle no. to get a chance I to disagree. get I disagree. Qualifying. It's just a waste of time, though, isn't it, Bayliss? We know we're going to beat them 10-0. Great! Brilliant. <laughs> just shouting great. God. He's finally fantastic. lost his mind. Go on, why, why is it fantastic? What, what, what do we learn from England winning 10-0 against San Marino? We've all 
spent many minutes on this podcast talking about how it's deplorable that the better team should get to go off on their own and do their own thing. That doesn't so mean that Kidderminster Harry happen? should play Real Madrid every week. Yeah, exactly. No, but they get, no, but they get there going the FA Cup. They don't. They never get to the third round. Kidderi is. It's yeah, not we went some, it's You not went to Sunderland away. You bloody turncoat. <laughs> it was FA Trophy, I think. Oh, oh that was the FA, FA Trophy, yeah. Was, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was FA Cup. It was FA, FA Cup, Cup third or fourth round. Which was one? Kiddy Arias played against Sunderland a few years ago at the stadium. I, I went Sunderland. to that. Oh, did you just say I went to that? He's talking about the FA Trophy. I have never been to a Kiddy Arias game. The one I went to was the FA Trophy. Like, Wembley? The first time Wembley and opened. They, yeah, sorry, yeah. they did. They lost you to Steve. You would not catch me going to watch Kiddy Arias at Sunderland away. I'd and they played Premier League Wolves in the FA Cup. And they took us to a replay. But they had this to qualify. They had to qualify yeah, for that, that privilege, didn't they? They didn't get to play Manchester United. They've got the right to play in that competition because exactly. they've got the right to try, to try they've and They've never qualify. won a game. They've never won a game. They've, won one they've still got the right to try and qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. They still have the right to try and qualify for the World Cup. Just like Gibraltar do, or but, should, but, but what we're or saying the is, that Islands, should they, yeah, but should they pre-qualify to get to? Should be seeded a little bit. Well, why not? That many teams get through. Not that many teams get go through from Europe. FA Cup's prime example, Bayliss, because you have pre qualifiers. You also have thousands of teams that can enter it. Yeah, there aren't thousands of nations in Europe. No, but no, but all all of the nations. Just you need the shit to. Every nation should be allowed to try and qualify for the World Cup, and in Europe there are only that many countries that can try and do it. So what you're suggesting is you take your Gibraltar, the Faroe Islands, San Marino, Malta, Albania. Yeah, yeah, and they all it's then play going. against each other instead of mm. those countries that are probably poorer than Britain. Probably don't have many people watching the football. Have no reason. Some to go and watch them. Yeah, why not give them the day out then? Why not let them come to Wembley? Why not let us go to Wembley and give them some ticket revenue rather it's than having to play against the other it's shit? Like they're not in professional Nonsense. footballers. I can't believe that you've all sat here and shouted off about the what Chelsea and those loads of nonces tried to do and split off from everything, and then not support the smaller nations actually getting their day in the football sunlight. No, listen, they can get their day in the sunlight if they qualify against all the other shit teams. You're saying one of them gets to every every four years? Nonsense. Yeah, because uh, the, the, the African nations, like the African section, a lot of really good teams don't even get the chance because a lot of the places go to the European teams, doesn't it? I don't know if you saw Ian Wright talking about that, and I agreed. So basically, we shouldn't be playing against San Marino, in my opinion. Disagree entirely. This is a topic for another day. Cody played well, though. <laughs> Jack, I want to bring you in, though. You, you, you were quiet through all that. Well, because I, I opened my, I'm at work in an office and uh, I opened my beer. And you qualified for San Marino. Yeah, it's gone absolutely everywhere. So I was quite distracted by that because it's, I've actually made a right mess. That I'm going to have to clear up in a bit. But um, <laughs> I kind of agree. Um, kind of agree with Bayless, actually. But um, I do agree it's not good for these teams to, to like just be get battered every week. It's better for their development if they do play other teams that are in standard. But is that not kind of what the Nations League has brought in? I know people oh, criticise yeah. it. But yeah. you have the, the bottom group of that with Malta and Liechtenstein and all these teams where they do get that opportunity. Mm. So could, now it's probably not imagine, an issue. But could you imagine finishing your breakfast pizza in San Marino, doing your post round, and then the next Wednesday night you get to play at Wembley? That so your argument for was was poor nations playing football, and you've rounded it off with the most middle class holiday I think you could have possibly come up with. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, let, I'm let saying, the poor countries in, and then we can have our breakfast pizza in the mountains. No, I'm saying that if you are someone working in San Marino and qualify for their team, and you're not a professional footballer, how amazing is it they get to come and potentially have a game at Wembley or the Stade de France or wherever it happens to be? No, no, you should. It should be. You should be there on merit, not for. It's not a charity. I'm, 
I'm surprised there aren't a lot of people who are trying to like find a distant Samarinian like grandma so they can go and do that if you're an average footballer or something something like that. Really, I'd do you think? Um, but no, you know about Dave has a party starting for Bolton next time, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, Cody's found his level like playing at San Marino? Do you think that's like standard? I mean, although I, I, yeah, San Marino, I was, I was I did a bit of research onto them while I was watching the game the other night, and they've only actually won one. Official game in their history. Yeah, looks yeah, yeah. It, it was a friendly against Liechtenstein. Oh, Liechtenstein! That, that, that's, that's it. That's it. Mm. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You, like all imagine? that, all that money and all those revenue tickets from Wembley and all of this gets you one friendly win against Liechtenstein in the history of your country yeah. competing. How many people are in San Marino? Like thirty thousand. So, like thousand. It's about thirty thousand. But but you know that's that's a tough watch. That's like. You're a good away fan if you go to all the San Marino games, aren't you? But yeah. Arsenal fans, they finish with table and think it's the end of the world. <laughs> but if you've only won one game in your whole... How many years have been playing? Since the 90s, I think they said. So basically yeah. 30 when, years. When San Marino oh, score a goal, they celebrate like, the, like you know... like Harry, they celebrate like that when they get a corner. Yeah, so... Did you see they had a shot against England, though, didn't they? Ramsdale, that's they, the same. I thought they were going to get a penalty at one point. I thought they... There was one <laughs> moment there. I thought they might get a penalty. Anyway, the Wolves 77 Club podcast is in England. Come on. Excellent. <laughs> right, OK. Well, look, let's uh, let's move on to West Ham. And... Oh, I just don't know. I think it, it'd be nice to be going to the football again. It's nice that it's a Saturday 3 o'clock because, we, you know, we, we don't get those very often, do we, um, at home? So that's good. Jack, you're going to a home game, which is unbelievable. I know it's my first home game in twenty three years. That is, yeah. <laughs> but you've been to more home games than um, San Marino won international. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Jack, where do we start with with West Ham? They are on fire at the moment. Um, I thought that their fans would be back to being toxic and ruin it again, but it seems that everybody's getting on. All of a sudden, the London Stadium isn't a problem like it was before. The owners are absolute gold, and Sullivan. It's all going well in West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, do you see Antonio's goal for Jamaica? Yeah, I mean, last night, the night before was an absolute banger. Yeah, um, was. yeah, and you know Cody loves playing against players like Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's it's to be an interesting one. one. It's going to be an interesting one, but you know, it, as is the Wolves' way, every time we have a tough game, we do sometimes tend to turn up and perform. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, a full Molyneux, and we can get behind the boys Saturday three o'clock. And who knows? But. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, this. And I'll definitely take a point, I think, the way I think the way it's looking at the moment. Bayless, slightly more open open game as in the, the game itself rather than the, the level of players that are playing against each other. Does that play into Wolves hands a little bit more because there's a, more of an opportunity that we might see some Bruno ball rather than some Nuno ball? Well, given how well West Ham are playing, I think his only option is to try and have a go at them. You know, if we start like we tried to against West uh, Everton, we might be 2-0 down by half-time, but at least we'll have given it a go. I think that's what I'd like to see. I don't, as always, I don't really care about the result. It's how we play. And if we actually turn up and give it a go and lose 2-0, so be it. But there'd be nothing worse than sitting back, Wolves having one shot on target, and it's 1-0 loss or 2-0 still or 2, you know. Just, just give us something to cheer about. Give us something to have a go at. Don't just make it boring because they'll inevitably will win. They're too good a team at the moment. They've got too much confidence. They will come at us. Bayliss, remember when you said you'd rather have Uncle Ben than Declan Rice? <laughs> Did I? Do you, yeah. That's quite funny, actually. Do you, do, you, uh, do, you, do you stand by that? That's another classic Bayliss line. <laughs> Get the line away and then double down uh, on it for the next 18 years. Well, I, I'd forgot about that because that is Shakespearean. 
absolutely <laughs> Shakespearean. Uh, Harry, is um, this a free hit? It's, it, I'll tell you what, what I will say is credit. I can't believe we're talking about West Ham like this. Literally, like, I know, I know, know, relegation fodder, weren't they? And fair play mm. to David Moyes because they, they, got, they got rid of him once, didn't they? Then got him back. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Yeah. he's just got them flying. And as you mentioned, Antonio, four nails, Bowen, who you mentioned, Sam, it's just quite yeah. scary coming up against him. And I agree with Bayless, man. We can't sit back. If we sit back and try and do what we did against Palace, we'll eventually just concede and lose. We've got to go for it. We're at home. Molyneux is a much bigger pitch than Palace. Let's go at them. Let's try and play like we did the first three games. Be adventurous, but hopefully we can put the ball in the net and give them a go. Because uh, like, like Jack said, man, there's something weird about Wolves. When, we, when we're underdogs and we're up against it, Molyneux can be really good because we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're favourites quite a lot at home. And I feel like the atmosphere since we've come back from COVID has been pretty poor because we're expected to win a lot. And the South Bank don't hardly turn up anymore. The North Bank never have, obviously, where we sit. But yeah, so hopefully the atmosphere is absolutely rocking. Three o'clock, everyone's off their head, drunk, drunk. And we can take it at them and get a surprise win because it will be a big shock if we win this game, definitely. I thought you said you were driving up, Harry. You can't be off your head yeah, drunk man. driving. I'll be just like drunk on well, the high but, of the emotion. But your team needs you. <laughs> your team needs I might remember this game. You. <laughs> your, your team... Um, Need you shouting Jenny after 45 <laughs> minutes. At Get me chop off of Chris. Yeah. Get me chop <laughs> off of Chris. Yeah, I think it's only, the only, it's only the right thing to do in such a tough game when we need to bounce back. Yeah. I think hammered if you, if you don't drink, hammers. it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Mm, we might have the away perspective in a minute. So I, drag I know. Yeah. We, we're minutes. trying to drag it out a bit. Um, starting yeah. 11, Jack. And bench. And reserves. I don't think much is going to change again, really. I, I'd like to see Chirore start, to be honest. I'd like to or say drink out. Chirore. Yeah, why not? If you're going to go for it, go for it. And let's see what happens. But I think we need that sort of big physical presence, really, particularly if they are going to come at us and we're going to sit back. We need the out ball. And the out, best out ball you've got in the league, ideally, is someone who can actually run and hold the ball the way Chirore can, even, you know, even though his passing and his finishing isn't the best. So I'd like to see that. Um and then I don't know, I suppose the only other question really is Bolly and Dendonka. Is Marcel back? Anything on Marcel? Any I don't know, but yeah. Like, Would you play him over Aitnori? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Aitnori's a bit weak for Palace's second goal, wasn't he? But that's that's what he is, isn't he? He's not he's not going to be the big physical player, but he offers that more attacking threat. It depends entirely on how Bruno wants to play it. And hopefully yeah. he's had a bit of time to study and get it right. But the transformation that West Ham have had, I know people are saying in the comments, but you think how poor they were the first two seasons we came up. We yeah. And we did a video just after the first away game in lockdown when they beat us 4-0. And we were yeah, like, have oh, we lost 4-0 to these relegation fodder? <laughs> yeah. And we were very, very wrong. Weren't we? And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Not the first time. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, we'll see how it goes, but... If, if we perform well, I'll be happy. But it's it's going to be a very difficult afternoon. But, you know, why not? If we actually go for it and he gets the tactics spot on, we could get something. No, Marcel's no, available. Steve Dickens. Steve Dickens, so. yeah, yeah, reckons he's available. Um, Bayliss, any changes? Ooh. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a... a, 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 a I want Neves Moutinho, potentially a Neves Dendonka, and let Neves play slightly higher. Um, and I agree about Traore. I'd give Traore a run. Traore, Huang, and Jimenez, and just go out and well, sit pretend. on the back. I'd probably try and bring Potence on about 60 minutes, which means oh, he's not bring him on about 85 minutes. He won't bring him on Correct. 60 minutes, really. Yeah, he's no. got like a subophobia where he waits till the 80th minute, I think. That's so annoying. I just... <laughs> 
Balls with silver's available, Fabio Silva. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he's always available. Um, Harry, any changes? Yeah, the obvious one is Traore, drink out a stinker. And look, I love Huang, especially for the YouTube views, but he's he was quiet as well. And uh, yeah. he's, he's a bit hot and cold. He does bag the goals, though. So will Pedence be knocking on Bruno's door one in the start? Someone else also suggested a long time ago in the comments that he thinks uh, we should have played Den Donka, Moutinho and Neves against Palace to pack out the midfield a bit. Four will we back. try that? Or two up top? No, no, like, two up top. you know, like two up top and then like the five across the field. A bit negative. Yeah, but like, are we afraid West Ham are going to pack out the midfield and completely dominate us? I don't think we will, but someone suggested it. But then we've always said, if you do do that, who do you bring on in midfield in replacing one of them three if it ain't working? The way to beat good teams is to quickly get the ball as wide as possible, as quick as possible, and to, run and, wind, uh, and to run down the wings at them. Yeah, let's see if that happens. Yeah, well, oh, no, it's gone out wide. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, right. Okay. Let's, um, before we bring in the away perspective, I think is uh, imminent. He's running. He's, he's actually running behind. He's, he's running behind. So um, let's let, we'll do it separately. Let's have a look at your latest betting odds and ticket news. Oh, that's a good point in the comment section. Silver missed a penalty for the under-21s last night. He was he bloody awful. <laughs> Bloody hell, Pedro is the goat, reckons West Ham will beat us 5 2. I haven't got those odds. Oh, do you think we'll score um, two? A couple of the boosted odds are up at the moment it's on the, the old Sky Betters. Jimenez and Antonio both score 12 to 1. That's not a bad bet. That isn't bad at all. I quite like that. Jimenez to score first and Wolves to win either two, Wolves to win 2 1 or draw 2 or 33 to 1. Like that. What I quite liked is a yeah. Huangi Chan first, 2 1 Wolves, 35 to 1. That seems and quite think, short, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's some really good value here because Antonio to score first and West Ham to win 3 1 is 100 to 1. Like, if there's a um, logical score, that's the closest one that we've said. And then just for a bit of fun, because it's never going to happen, he shall not be named to score first. <laughs> and, a two all, and a 2 all draw. Oh, mate. 3 1. Seen... It seems short though. I'm going to go like 150. Jack? Uh, 300. 425. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow, that is that is long. Although there are reasons. Uh, are going to do a score you... prediction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, score prediction, Harry. I'm going to be completely unbiased and say 4 0 West Ham. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So same as the last time. Um, Bayless. So I've just gone and done a away perspective for the West Ham pod, and I've been confident and said we we're going to win 2 1 on that. Um, now I can speak honestly and openly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 3 1 West Ham. 3 1 West Ham. We get, we're having a clean sweep of um, losses here. Jack, have we, have we got three? On, yeah, Jack, but I don't, I don't think it'd be too bad. I think it'll be closer than you think. 2 1 West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. Did you say we'd lose to Palace? I can't remember what you said. Now. I... You said draw. 0-0, I, nil, nil, I think you said. Yeah, you're never, never that far away. Never that. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously going to go for a 2-1 win. Um, next up, let's talk about transfers. Ticket news. And we... Oh, yeah, ticket news. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll... do that, yeah. Can I, I cut it, you off? Got it, got it all lined up. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'll cut you off. Sorry. Sorry. You're killing my thunder. Sorry. Um, so, ticket fans, um, if you're looking at the home games coming up, there's a 
a couple of singles left for uh, West Ham on Saturday. Now, Burnley, interesting one, because it is uh, a Wednesday night, 1st of December. Oh, half, uh, fuck. Yeah, I know. Is I think it? it's an Amazon, Amazon Prime special half seven kickoff. Um, but, but I think the away fans for that are in the quadrant. So there's actually more ticket availability. Woo. So if you want to go and sit in the... Uh, the Harry's available. Lower, us, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a night you game, so you want to get the sun in your eyes. But... Um, <laughs> So you might get more of a chance of that. It's on on sale to uh, members at the moment, but probably going to get to general sale, which goes on sale on the 24th of November. Uh, If you want to get a ticket for for the Liverpool game on the 4th of December, good luck. Sold out instantly. No chance at any of that. Mate, I got a ticket. Listen, sorry to put in, Jack. Liverpool. Remember the ticket uh, we did the Korean video with Son and Young? No, it wasn't Son. Young and Kate, sorry. So they messaged me and said, can you get my friend who's traveling over from South Korea a Liverpool at home ticket? Because they really want to watch Wang while they're on their travels. I was like, honestly, probably not, but I'll try. So I used my dad's member's ticket. And I think there's about 20 tickets left. And we got one in the Billy Rock Upper. Like, it was oh, really? Oh, mad. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I managed it. But Just so, yeah, they're going to... You're sitting on each other's lap, are they? <laughs> no, no, no. My dad don't. My dad can't go, obviously, but I used No, but like, is, there two, is there two of them? Or is it no, no, no. So the couple, okay. yeah, it's their friend. Um, I Listen, Jack. Sorry, yeah, I'm too busy um, in the ticket detail. If Wang scores, their friend will jump off the top of the Billy Wright and run on the pitches. He said There's he didn't say that. Okay. Has <laughs> yeah. Norwich now sold out, Jack? Norwich has sold out, Dan. You had the last two. Good. Well <laughs> there you go. Excellent. So um, the other away games. There's away games, Dan. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What everybody Sorry, wants. I was going to say, and the away games. Um, so weirdly, they put the Brighton game, the away game at Brighton, on sale before the Man City game, even though the Brighton game is after. But anyway, I got my ticket for the Brighton away game uh, this morning. So that's currently on sale on the points, uh, starting with 1,090. That is a Wednesday, 15th of December, at 7.30 kickoff in Brighton. So that's like just over a week before Christmas in Brighton. I reckon there'll be a few tickets flying around for that spare on Twitter and everything. Especially as it takes an hour and a half to get on the train after the game. It's (laughs) it's a pain to get away from. It's a pain to get to. It's just before Christmas. That's got the makings of a... uh, game that anyone can go to if they've got a Twitter account, I think. Um, so that'll be a tough sell. The opposite of that is Man City away, which is a Saturday the 11th of December, half 12 kickoff, early kickoff, I know. That is currently on sale, or uh, sorry, on sale as of Friday to the gold away season tickets, Monday to the silver away season tickets, and then on the that points quick, as of it? next Wednesday. I've already booked my train for that. Can't wait. Be good. That'd be good. That's it. That's your ticket news. Excellent. Lovely stuff. Let's have a look That's at transfers. Done. We always oh. thought that... <laughs> We will do answer at the end. Um, we, we were always thinking that the potential for the January transfer window to be absolutely mental just because of the Newcastle situation and uh, so many changes in management at various clubs that they may, might want to bring in some of their own players and stuff. And like the FFP um, stats, I think, were released last week. And I think it's, it Wolves have something like, I think they can spend something like, uh, let's look, £70 million without sort of being in any trouble with, with FFP. So there's a little bit of wiggle room there. Spurs have the most potential wiggle room, £400 million, uh, spent oh there. Life. So um, oh. say what you like about Daniel Levy. Um, you just won't spend any of the £400 million, obviously, just going on oh, previous. <laughs> exactly. Um, Villa are five million spend, Southampton thirty-seven, Watford sixty, Palace sixty. Um, should Wolves be shopping in the transfer market, Harry, potentially for players who are decent, obviously, but 
won't be going to the World Cup in Qatar, so they get a little bit of a mini break and uh, they can hit the ground running for Wolves on the way back. Any reason I say it is a couple of um, a couple of Dutch players. I just picked on Holland because of time constraints, really. Uh, Donny van der Beek has been linked this week with the move to Wolves. He's not getting in the um, in the Dutch side. Botman is probably the more realistic one at Lille, and you know, de- very decent centre back. Obviously, finding it difficult to get into the Dutch side, obviously, some very, very good defenders there, Van Dijk being one of them, and Luke Jong also at Barcelona as well. But is this something that do you think the scouts will be looking at to go, actually, is it worth shopping in for these types of players? Because you don't lose them in international breaks. If you want to be going far in cup competitions, they get a little bit of a break, so they're not fatigued as much by the end of the season. What are your thoughts? Maybe, yeah, but... I don't think they'll be that concerned about that, to be honest, because of the top players. I know you've mentioned a few that won't be going, but they they probably will be. But Botman, mate, I think we will go in for him. He's already said, which we've mentioned before, he would have loved to have come to Wolves. He's a good player. Sanchez will be another one. We I know we've got 70-odd million to spend, but it will be this loan-to-buy classic. We always do, and it, the, the way they do it, it's always loan, then we buy him. So, yeah, we, I think we've got to get two players in, I think, haven't we? Especially with Saiz and Bolly going. Early Got to on get a centre back. Have well. to. Yeah, early on in January. So unless and maybe can you you know maybe a loan from somewhere, someone who's a bit, a bit out of favour, like you know like not not someone a loan to buy, like a, you know like a temporary loan just for the second half of the season. It could so be a lot more Botman than Sanchez. Botman and Sanchez will be a loan to buy when it. We'll loan them and then we probably will sign them eventually. But just someone as backup to come in as well. Like, as, but yeah, we've got to. It'd be a disaster if we don't make any signings in January. I agree. Yeah, Harry, it could be a lot more than seventy million. That's the thing. If we oh, sold Traore for 50, 60. This is how good our knowledge is, lads. Martin Webb just said Botman's been injured for the last eight games. So, so he recovers in time. And Sanchez has got interest in Macy Milan Narsal, apparently. I saw yeah. that in the press today. So, yeah, yeah. Two tough ones there. Mm. It's pretty that was obvious, almost done, wasn't it? That was near enough over the line, the Sanchez one. And then because they did a medical over Zoom, it fell through. I can't believe that. Like he, came back, he came back quite quickly. I thought it was going to be yeah. out and about like now, but he's been playing for weeks. Mm. So yeah, that's yeah. just that's just I think it shows how should I say careful or tight <laughs> she and Wolves are mm. with transfers now, and it, it could be interpreted either way really. But yeah, we just we are thin on the ground, and now that we've players or other clubs know that we we've got in for these players, it's going to be interesting there because it just snowballs. Newcastle probably sign them all. Um, <laughs> who's, have they won a game yet? Newcastle? No. No, still not won a game. No, no, but they're good. Do you know how much they got to spend, lads? What was it? The figure is massive, wasn't it? Oh, 100, 400 million, yeah. was it? Great, that'll buy you a lot in the championship. Good luck. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Ross McCormack. Did, did you say Villa have only got five million to spend? Gerard, yeah, they've been spending, though, haven't they? They've been spending. Villa, Grealish man, didn't last long, did it? Well, they bought like Buendia, Ings, Dion Sanders, Dickens says, get him back. I didn't mind him, but he's not Premier League. He was good in League One for Sunderland, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack, what, what do you think about transfers? Do you think isn't it, do you think they'll actually use any of that seventy million, or do you think, like Harry says, it's going to be one signing, which is going to be a, a like for like? I mean, Ivory Coast could get knocked out early in the tournament. He might be back early, and it won't be a problem. But I, I think that's it will be. I think, I think whatever happens, it will be a problem because they go on like the middle of December. And our fixture list for the next 15 days after that is just ridiculous. So mm. they're going to miss a, a massive amount of Premier League games and leave us really thin. And I've said before, it's a massive, it's it's bordering on like gross negligence in my eyes. It's ridiculous that we're even in this position as a Premier League football club. Will they spend money in January? We know that 
they don't historically really well for the last few years and obviously it's tough in january and also the the really worrying thing is is Potence. if we've got if we've got 26 points and we're pretty much safe is, is there any need to spend money in their eyes or is it just okay we'll try again next year and we'll see how it goes because we're going to stay up so mine web uh, makes a mine web makes a point which is actually wrong Stick it up. <laughs> yeah. And Martin Webb has obviously never seen renovation shows um, with that, I think. <laughs> There's one called Grand Designs might be of interest here because they, they usually do a lot worse than that. Um, uh, yeah, no point in trying to sign players injured, lads. You wouldn't buy a house with half the bricks missing, would you? You would, uh, if, you to make money. you would if you wanted to make money from it. And I think that's what the wall zoners want to do. I think so. And I think the point that Jack made was that he's been playing games and that's the whole point, wasn't it? So he couldn't have been that injured. Was, or, was the point or uncle george is going to walk in and just convince the chinese owners of this fantastic wonder kid that's coming through and we'll spend 40 million on <laughs> fabio solver two solver yeah that's his name uh harry asda go on you're dying to talk about it no i'm not what you put it on the do you put it on the running list what happened i don't know no, what did someone, nah, uh, yeah, Mr. So Miami? Mr. Miami's in trouble again, isn't he? I like how you all go to me for this. You've all seen the video, haven't you? Your social media, you're the Twitter whore. I used to be. I've, I'm, I've been binned off from social media duties. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Miami, obviously, he's Marmite. We've all spoke about it. People hate him because he gets tickets for free. You know, that's right and all that. He went viral, didn't he, for filming a lot of Wolverhampton residents scampering for the reduced section in Asda. Um, People weren't happy. People were saying he's basically taking the piss out of the homeless, taking the piss out of people who are struggling for food. And for his TikTok and his fans' entertainment, he kind of made fun of them. And on the week of um, doing the Molyneux sleep out to raise money for the, the homeless people for the Wolves Foundation, a bit bad timing, but I don't know what you lot think about it. Personally, I'll just say what I think. I genuinely don't think Mr. Miami got his phone out and filmed it and thought, I want to take the piss out of potentially homeless people here. Ha, ha, ha. I just think he thought it was funny what was going on. Chicken drumsticks flying everywhere. And he knew it would be good content. And I honestly don't think he did it maliciously. I see why people are saying that. But I also think a lot of people on Twitter and Wolves fans on Twitter were using it to go back at him because they don't like him because he's not from around here. And they want to keep everything in-house and they don't want us having influencers that are newcomers. That's just my opinion. It was a very easy thing for him to get done for there. I think it was slightly under-considered by him. It shows his lack of knowledge of the area. I think Wolverhampton's got the highest rate of homelessness per capita in the country. Mm. So maybe picking something that's that's price and food-based, especially in the current climate, isn't really the Did best you see the video, Bayless? I haven't seen the direct video, but I've <laughs> seen... Um, I've been told about what it is. I haven't seen yeah, it. It was funny. Like, if you take out, take out the fact that the, we don't know if the people are genuinely struggling or they just wanted a bargain. It was quite funny, the video, because they're all scampering and like drumsticks are flying over there. A woman slapped another woman with a pizza to try and get who their head of it. Who like, doesn't enjoy the reduced Yeah, so <laughs> I think yeah, no. the point Seb made on WhatsApp is if, if it wasn't Mr. Miami filming it and it was just some randomer, people would be laughing. But because people have found this angle of is he taking the piss out of homelessness, they just want to use that uh, to really dig into Mr. Miami. So we're we'll sucking basically. Is it not more the point that if you are from outside of a culture and then mock it in its location, then you sort of open yourself up to getting hammered by it? Is he mocking a culture? 
by the culture of the as a reduced section. The culture of the Asda oil, oil I think I think a lot of it is. It's a big leap, isn't it? It's a big leap from what he actually did originally to where you've got to with your assumptions. And like, it's it's Black Friday next week. There'll be videos of like a load of morons fighting over a flat screen TV. It's the same thing. Like. And I don't, I don't think he was making any sort of point or taking the piss too much. It's just funny to see old two old women hitting each other with pizza. And like you're taking it at face value, really, I think. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, a diff- it's a difficult subject, but I do agree. I think there's probably a bit of a witch hunt. And when you, you're in the, in the crosshairs anyway, you don't make a scene. And that's probably the mistake he's made. But I but do yeah, sort of agree. You know. could be offended by anything if you really wanted to, if you tried exactly. hard enough. Yeah. You can't give offence. You can only say it. Listen, um, he's bit back, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. He's like, I don't he's double down. He's yeah, he's like, you know, he did say himself, I think, like, I, I didn't do it to take the piss out of homeless people, which I I believe. He did it for his TikTok because it was funny because people were whacking each other with pizzas. I'm not saying I agree with either side, by the way. I'm just purely pointing yeah, out why it might have caused offence. I said to you, like, on WhatsApp, I can see both sides, but I do think some people are really pushing it just to try and get him sacked from Wolves, just because they don't like the fact he gets free tickets. And also, like, I'm going to, the plan after I leave work, I'm going to stop by Sainsbury's on the way back, and the first place I'm going to go to see what's in the reduced aisle. <laughs> are you half, homeless, Jeff? Are you homeless, or do you just like No, I just, I just, I want to eat pizza at 75p, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But, I, I think a lot of people trying to link it back to his um, connection with the club as well, and it was his, it was, it was on his his time. It's on his TikTok. TikTok it, it's yeah. just, he's owned it. Doesn't matter. What, he's, associated what, 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 he's associated with the club now. That's the it. Ended up on News for All. That's where it went viral. Really? Like he did it on TikTok and News for All, a Twitter page, which is probably a bit like Politics for All or whatever. They posted it just to show like how mad the scenes were, and then that's how it found itself to found its way to where. Uh, Wall's Twitter. So strange, isn't it? I think if it had just gone on TikTok and it wouldn't have got picked up by the mainstream and gone a bit mad. I don't even know if we'd be talking about it right now. Strange, no. Yeah. Excellent. Mountains, right. mountains and molehills sometimes. You know, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we'll leave it there for another week. Um, best of luck if you go into the game, of course, unless you're a West Ham fan, in which case, what are you doing here? Uh, let's say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Goodbye. Rodden and Dan Bayliss. Yeah, goodbye. And he's covered himself in beer at work. He needs to go and find a cloth. It's goodbye from Jack Williams. Goodbye, friends. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.